we need to just remove this litmus test that seems to exist in the Democratic Party on abortion. That especially in a post-Roe America, there is this like, if you're not pro-choice, then you can't be a Democrat. Welcome to Dear Jane. I'm your host, Scott Baker. If I were to ask which political party is pro-life and which isn't, you'd probably be quick with an answer. Would you be surprised to learn that there's a nationwide group called Democrats for Life? Jess Meath with Dems for Life joins us today on Dear Jane. Jess, Democrats for Life kind of seems like an oxymoron, sort of like Republicans for higher taxes. Yeah, um, and I get that. We get that. That is probably our most common response. Like if we had a dollar for every time somebody responded with, pro-life, Democrat, that's an oxymoron. We'd be millionaires. Um, We get that so often, and that's so understandable. Um, What many people don't know, actually, is that according to a Gallup poll, um, approximately one in three Democrats identify as being pro-life. And of course, that is very a broad term, So we see it as that's approximately one in three Democrats who want limitations and regulations on abortion. And when we look at um, the demographic of voters in America, nearly 60 million are either left leaning or um, Democrats. So that means that nearly 20 million pro-life Democrats are in America. And at Democrats for Life of America or Dems for Life, we are a voice for them. We are a home for pro-life Democrats. And I pro-life is very, very broad. Um, so it's Democrats who at least want, like I said, limitations or regulations on abortion. So is it is it growing within the Democrats or not? And the reason I ask that, I can think of um, some older Democrats, like my mom and dad's generation. Let's just solve the, the great, greatest generation. And I can think of a lot of pro-life Democrats in that previous generation. Uh, but as I think of younger, I would think, so I, if I can think, yeah, okay, I can buy that some pro-life Democrats. But I would think that that would be a shrinking group, but not so, you don't think? No, we've actually seen um, a lot of momentum with um, pro-life Democrats, especially um Black pro-life Democrats and young pro-life Democrats. Up in Connecticut, we have Representative Trinae McGee. She is a young Black woman. I believe she's 28. Um, she Last time I checked, she was 27, but she might have had a birthday. Um, and she back in, oh gosh, I want to say maybe May. I could be wrong on the month, but there was a um, um, a bill that was seeking to expand abortion into the state. And she boldly testified against the bill. And she spoke about abortion in the Black community and how no one asks the Black community what they want, that they just assume abortion is the best and only option. And she inspired 17 pro-life Democrats in, in the state legislature to Oppose this bill and vote against it. And she inspired one of her colleagues, who was also a Black pro life Democrat, to testify against it. And this woman said she's pro choice, but she could not vote against this bill. So Trine was just a momentum, a spark for pro life Democrats. And then we also had Pastor Chris Butler in Illinois who ran um, for Illinois District One. He unfortunately did not win, but it was really cool to see 
um, this was his first time running. And I believe he for um, he received a really good amount of votes, even though, unfortunately, he he's he didn't um, he didn't win. But it's just been so cool to see this momentum building um, with pro-life Democrats who are young and um, a part of um, representing minority communities. It would seem to me that uh, pro-life Democrats and you could say the same thing about moderate Republicans. But in this case, pro-life Democrats would have a hard time winning uh, primaries because they probably would not have the support, uh, talking about on the national level now, they would not have the support of the national party. So that's an extra challenge for them, is it not? Oh, absolutely. Um, and that has been a really big challenge for us. We recently are fiercely opposing and being outspoken about um just the party's just radical position on this issue. And, you know, it's finding that balance of like, we are Democrats, and we agree with the platform on like 90% of issues on a majority of issues. Um, But this just this, the issue of abortion, and it's so unfortunate that it's so radical. And we especially think this, because of Dobbs v. Jackson and Roe v. Wade, which have seen just things are really tense and divisive in our country. And we have seen just this radical push. And we believe it's because of Roe v. Wade. And, you know, it's it's a shame because the party itself has, when you look at some of the national candidates, you know, I think of some of the national candidates out there. I see a Stacey Abrams who, mm-hmm. you know, when asked about inflation, to give yeah. a pro-abortion answer, right? And, oh, um, that hit us right apart. Because yeah, that's right. our awesome work at Dems for Life is we fiercely oppose abortion, but we also are fierce advocates for social safety nets during and after pregnancy. So making sure that every woman, family, parent, and child has the resources and support they need um, to carry and raise children. So that was just like tackling economic hardship, making sure that poverty is never a barrier to pregnancy and parenting. And then we have that abortion is the answer for inflation and for a better economy. And so that was just a big stab to to us at Dems for Life. It's, it doesn't make any sense to me, like in that case, and you know, and I know it's an extreme case, but Here's a candidate who is asked about inflation, which is a problem who that affects almost everyone, right? Right, right. And it's an opportunity to address, you know, the costs of food and fuel and all of these different things. And this candidate uses it as an opportunity to address what? Abortion. I mean, that just that just speaks volumes to me. Well, and even then, like you have Gavin Newsom, who is trying to be out front there, you know, with his billboards and other states and that sort of thing. I mean, there's one thing to be, you know, you could be pro-choice and when asked, you know, say, OK, yeah, I'm pro-choice. But then there's aggressively pro-choice, right? Right. Which I guess is how I would describe Gavin Newsom and some of the things that he's trying to do. Uh, you know, with his billboards and you using Bible verses and really tr- trying to be in your face out there. And mm-hmm. then so and then that I can't help but tie Gavin Newsom, associate Gavin Newsom with the Democrat Party. 
Mm-hmm. And it, it's, I'm glad that you mentioned that because I actually live in California and I re- recently traveled up the earlier this month. I went to, I traveled to Sacramento with, uh, for the, for a press conference outside the Capitol building. It was hosted by no one prop one campaign. And they had a really diverse set of speakers. So we had the pro-life Democrat. We had a pro-choice Republican. We had a pro-choice Democrat. We had people from all different faiths. Um, there, we had people representing, you know, mu- the Muslim religion. We had um, Christians. So it was just so diverse. Um, but, you know, being a pro-life Democrat, our main target that I that I spoke about in, in in Dems for Life speech, speaking on their behalf was, you know, you can be pro-choice and still vote against this le- radical legislation. In California right now, the abortion law is 24 weeks, which is viability pretty much. And our target was, of course, we would like to see abortion limited, um, you know, at, at conception. That, that would be wonderful. That's our ultimate goal is to not have abortion. And, and also for women to, to not see it as their best and only option to make sure that they have the resources and the support they need. So it's, they're not even thinking about it. But our, we were targeting our pro-choice Democrats specifically and saying, hey, at least for now, we can keep the law where it is at 24 weeks. Like Prop 1 would essentially permit taxpayer funding of abortion in, in the thir- at any trimester, at any stage during pregnancy. And there was a poll that No One Prop One campaign conducted that found that many pro-choice Democrats or just pro-choice people in general don't support late-term abortion. So why? So that was our main goal was to educate and inform these voters of what this bill actually entailed. That they would be that they would be voting for something that's so extreme and expensive. Yeah. Well, that's encouraging because, you know, I'm, I'm a little concerned if some, if, and this is a big if, some of the recent public polling that we see, and by recent, I mean the last year or so, some of the recent public polling we've seen on abortion is accurate. It would in, seem to indicate that the public position on abortion is changing and becoming much more acceptable towards abortion and some of these things, uh, hopefully what you're saying is accurate and people are still troubled by abortion, especially late-term abortion and some of these other things. Um, I sure hope that that's the case because it is disgusting and disturbing some of these things that, that go on. And hopefully people are still very upset by that and very put off by that. So I hope, I hope you're right. I hope so too. I mean, I think a lot of it is just this misinformation. People are not properly informed or educated about what's in these specific bills or really it's so disturbing to think about. But really what happens during an abortion, especially in late term, I think many people, at least when I talk to my fellow Democrats, it's, oh, but late term abortions don't happen anyway, unless it's for, you know, the life of the mother, which, of course, like. I, I feel like no pro-life person is against something like, and all legislation from my understanding includes those really tough situations for life of the mother. And I don't think any pro-life person is really advocating for such a tragic outcome 
or a tragic situation. But that's another thing we get a lot is late term abortions don't happen, or at least electively, elective late term abortions don't occur. And Monica Snyder from Secular Pro-Life is really, she has so many videos and posts on social media about this, like with data and statistics debunking that, that they do occur on healthy mothers and healthy babies. So it's just about making sure that people are not getting false information. And even like, even when you just pull up the bills themselves or these props, you can, if you just read the bill, it's right there. But like, that was another thing. Many people like don't read the legislation. They just read like headlines or coverage about it. They don't, they don't read it. Right. Right. That's, that's exactly right. We're visiting with Jess Meath with the Democrats for Life, and we're talking about uh, pro-life Democrats and uh, what needs to be done to make some inroads with the Democrat Party. There are lots of pro-life Democrats. We're going to take a break. And when we come back, we'll talk more about what needs to be done. If you are a pro-life Democrat, you're not alone. You're out there. How can we uh, build the pro-life movement within the Democrat Party? We'll talk about that more when we come back here on Dear Jane. Are you a pregnancy center or pro-life organization that wants to grow your life-saving mission in a way that effectively reaches women who need help? At Choose Life Promo, our ultimate goal is to help organizations empower women to choose life. We take our design and marketing expertise to the next level, creating apparel, videos, and other items that are eye-catching and attractive ripe with accurate information specifically for women that need support and spread awareness about your pregnancy center to donors and potential supporters at choose life promo our mission is to impact our culture to choose life through communication strategies grounded in both research and biblical values We want to give you promotional items that inspire donations and also educate the abortion-minded woman about your pregnancy center so she can receive the care and support she needs. Saving lives is always in style. Learn more at ChooseLifePromo.com. We're back here with Jess Meath from Democrats for Life here on Dear Jane, and we're talking about the pro-life movement in the Democrat Party, and you just might be shocked to hear that that even exists, but Jess is here to tell us that it does, and it is a strong movement, actually, and she described for us the uh, pro-life movement within the Democrat Party. So, Jess, I think, you know, I, I live here in the heartland, the middle of the country, and I know for a fact, um, I can think of some, and I'm talking about federal races now, where there have been pro-life Democrat candidates who would have won their races they would have run how i'm talking about u.s house races maybe some u.s senate races and i'm talking about over the last you know 10 to 20 years they would have won had they but the big knock against them was they had to go back to washington and they were going to vote for pro-choice leadership so they were going to have to so for like for the u.s house for example Well, you're going to go back and you're going to vote for Nancy Pelosi for speaker. And and that was, yeah, I basically am. So um, that cost the Democrats a a lot of seats, a few seats. I don't know, but it really did cost 
some seats I know here in the heartland over the years. I know that for a fact because I was involved in some of those campaigns. Um, so so what can be done for the pro-life movement to make inroads with the Democrat Party? Oh, gosh, <laughs> there's just so many things. But I would say the number one thing is we need to just remove this litmus test that seems to exist in the Democratic Party on abortion, that especially in a post-Roe America, there is this, like, if you're not pro-choice, then you can't be a Democrat. Um, another thing is, and you'll see this in pretty much every release rewrite, this is our primary mission at Dems for Life, is I mentioned earlier that poverty is a really big barrier to pregnancy and parenting. And before I worked at Dems for Life, I actually worked at a nonprofit. I worked, I directly worked with abortion-minded women and provided them with emotional and financial support. It was there that I learned about the social safety nets that women really need, you know, affordable and accessible healthcare, daycare and childcare, um, expanding the child and adoption tax credits. There's just so many, and women, you know, even in states and counties where these programs exist, they have trouble accessing them. And I know this firsthand from working with them. And so I, I've seen the barrier of poverty for pregnancy and parenting. And so in every release, we pretty much write our call to action is for Democrats to focus on these bills, to focus on the pregnancy support. And I, no matter where they stand on the legality of abortion, that is something that we should I'll be fiercely committed to. And so that's how we're hoping to find common ground. And it kind of goes hand in hand with Stacey Abrams' remarks of abortion is not the answer to alleviating inflation or alleviating economic hardship. Um, and so that that's where we come in. Uh, hey, why not advocate for these bills that if anything, will lower the abortion rate. Guttmacher Institute found that 73% of women seek abortion due to economic hardship. And so, you know, we should all be, no matter where one stands on the legality of abortion, we should be supporting, uh, we should be advocating for at least lowering the abortion rate and giving these women in underserved communities the same opportunity to parent and carry, to carry and raise children. So Jess, I told you that I would ask you the hard questions, and that's what we try to do here on Dear Jane. Meaningful conversations, hard questions, but I know that you've been asked this question before. <laughs> so let's say you're going to, you've got an election, you, you're going to vote. You've got a pro-choice Democrat and a pro-life Republican. This is probably every election you've ever voted, most most election you've yeah. ever been, been to, voted for. Pretty much. Um, and so you've got the Democrat who is pro-choice and you just said earlier, you probably agree with this one, this Democrat, 90% of the issues, but they're pro-choice. Uh, but you have the pro-life Republican. How are you going to vote? How do, how, what is the recommendation of Democrats for life on that one? Yes. And so we talk about this all the time and unfortunately don't have a very like, yes, vote for the Republican, no vote for the Democrat and vice versa. It gets we have such a diverse membership. Like I said, um, pro-life is so broad. So our membership includes, you know, people who 
they're they're one voters and the abortion issue is the number one thing. And then we have people who, you know, or maybe are still learning about this issue and, you know, still are like one foot in one side, one foot in the other. So I cannot speak for our membership and how they vote or how they should vote um, because our org is so diverse. But um, we we have seen, we, we speak a lot with our members and our members come to us for guidance a lot. And so at Dems for Life, though, I will make it abundantly clear that we never endorse a candidate who is pro-choice, who, and I know that's broad too, we don't support a candidate who seeks to expand abortion um, ever. And so um, our only candidates that we endorse, they have to be Democrats and they have to be pro-life. They have to be about supporting and protecting life, life in the womb from when it begins. And so I hope people take comfort in that, that we have our true blue list, but it's, Oh gosh, especially 2020. I remember I wasn't with Dems for Life yet, but I was following the org and um, it was just, it's so diverse. I, I wish I could give you a more, the answer, I, I wish I could give you a more solid answer, but it's just our membership is so diverse and I can't speak for every member. But I do know that um, with conversations of different members, it's definitely a really, it's a definitely a conflicting <laughs> A conflicting issue. And so seeing where they fall, some of them, you know, vote Democrat, some of them vote Republican. Oh, and then some of them write in their own candidate. They feel like they can't morally, you know, vote for a candidate, especially who might support late term abortion. And so they'll write in somebody. Um, and so it's just it's just so different. <laughs> yeah. And, that, you know, I know there are many, many schools of thought there. Um now tell me a little bit about um, you, on your website. You guys talk a little bit about the effect of climate change on the yeah. preborn. Tell me about that. Yes. Um, so we get a lot of questions about that, and at Dems for Life, we like to say we we like to say that we're pro life Democrats because we are pro life, but we also take it a step further in saying that we're whole life Democrats. So we see healthcare as a whole life issue. We see. Um, climate action as a whole life issue. We see, you know, capital punishment as a whole life issue and climate action. Oh gosh, I'm so glad we're talking about this because I recently did a poll with our members asking them, okay, at Dems for Life, what other whole life issue would you like us to talk about more? And climate action was, um, climate action was on the top of the list. And so it's been, it's been really tricky, especially with midterms because we're so, laser focused on the abortion issue, but making sure that, you know, we're, that we're not losing um, sight on all these other whole life issues that are important as well. Um, but I wrote about this on our whole like blog back on Earth Day, talking about climate action and kind of tying it in with these other social justice issues. And, you know, we have to care for our common home and um, our common neighbor. and we see it as, you know, I hear this all the time too, like abortion is necessary to prevent overpopulation. Like we're killing, like we're killing our planet. And so abortion is somehow the solution to that problem. And like, well, first of all, I'm adopted from China and I was, and I 
you know, as a result of the country's one child policy. So that just is a stab to my heart. But it's also given me this opportunity to really dig deeper into that specific issue and that pinpoint to pinpoint that down and to address it. And we say, no, that the solution is climate action. The solution is taking steps to prevent overconsumption and excessive consumerism. Like that's the solution. It's not ending human life. And um, so we look at that and we see that um, why climate action is so important is if if we're putting an emphasis on protecting human life and making sure that every person, every that human life is worthy of protecting and fighting for the pre-born to be born, that they have a planet, that they, they, that they have a home that is clean, that they're able to actually live, like have a healthy like lifespan where they can, that our planet that our oceans are clean, that our air is clean, that we have clean, renewable energy. So that is a big focus for us at Dems for Life. But also, we climate action is really how we find common ground with our fellow Democrats. I would say that's one of the top issues that we, you know, where <laughs> things can get really heated about abortion. But as soon as we teach, if we take a step back and we talk about where we do find common ground. And I, and, you know, we bring up, we talk about climate action. That's actually where people will stop and listen. And so I would would imagine that that is part of the challenge, especially with the younger generation, uh, because anymore, it seems like when there are points of disagreement, which of course, abortion is one, uh, it becomes a, you know, becomes you're canceled, you're shouted down, uh, things of that nature. So uh, if you're a pro-life Democrat, you're probably quickly looking for points of agreement, points <laughs> of common ground, things like that. Yeah. Uh, th- areas where you can work together. So then hopefully, maybe maybe eventually you can work together on the life issue. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I'm so glad you brought up the younger generation, because that seems to be, I would say, one of the top issues that at least concerns Gen Z. And so um, it's really interesting to see like what issues they really identify with, what will be a priority for them. And we, I, from my understanding, I'm Gen Z, but I'm more of like the older Gen Z, but just kind of seeing where they align and climate action seems to be a big one. And so we don't want not, we don't want violence towards our planet, towards our earth, but we should also not want any violence towards human life, right? We talk about life on earth. Well, what about human beings? They're, they're, they're life on earth, right? And so, and there is nobody more vulnerable than human life in the womb. And so that's where we kind of can lead into that discussion, a much larger discussion. And, you know, and I, I specifically said human life for a reason, you know, personhood is a completely different um, conversation. And um, that we, that, you know, we have to have those hard discussions with, you know, Democrats or especially, you know, younger pro-life Democrats. But when I say human life, they take a step back and they're like, oh, OK, yeah, we talk about life on Earth. But what about human life on Earth? Right. And so it's just it can lead to this larger discussion about how we can care for our planet, but also care for the people on our planet. And that includes human life in the womb. So what? 
is Democrats for Life, the group doing to reach out to Democrats and and describe for us some of the things you do to to reach out and help grow within the party? Yes, yes. And so we have, uh, well, for the younger Democrats, we have our young pro-life Democrats, and that's led by our amazing high school students and college students. So that's been, they are really, really like fierce advocates. It's amazing, like to see how much activism they're involved in at just such a young age. Um, And then we have just our regular chat, our regular org, um, Dem- Dem- Democrats for Life, but we also have um, individual state chapters, um, and we have incredible presidents that run each chapter. Um, we have Dems for Life Colorado, Dems for Life California, Dems for Life Michigan. Like we just have all these um, different chapters. Dems for Life South Carolina. Um, and so there's so many ways to get involved. Um, and if there's not a chapter in your state, we would love for you to start one. That's how we're a grassroots organization and all of our state chapters, you know, all started from the ground up. So it's truly grassroots of people who even found us on Google, actually are the president of Dems for California, where I am. Um, he you know, was just feeling kind of lost that he was raised as a Democrat, but this issue was really nudging at him and he didn't really know, you know, where to go or he didn't have that guidance. And so he Googled pro-life Democrats and he found us. Um, And then he was inspired to start the California chapter. And so it's just been really cool that once people know we exist, then it's like everything changes. And so it's just about getting our word out too that pro-life Democrats do exist and we we're fighting tooth and nail not to be shunned and shut out. Jess Meath with Democrats for Life. The website is democratsforlife.org. Thanks for joining us here on Dear Jane today. The emotions and fears women face with unexpected pregnancies are very real and can feel overwhelming. They're not looking for another person to impress their view upon them or tell them the choice is simple. They're looking for hope in a world of despair, confusion, and doubt. For the pro-life movement to truly achieve its goal of a culture of life, we must be able to reach the abortion-minded woman effectively. We have to be that beacon of light that understands her fear and confusion and empowers her with the confidence necessary to choose life. But how do we really reach her? Enter the Choose Life Coalition. We exist to help provide organizations and legislators with the tools to effectively reach and equip the abortion-minded woman, empowering her with the hope and confidence to choose life in post-Roe America. Learn more at ChooseLifeCoalition.org and receive the training, support, marketing, and other resources you need to successfully understand, reach, and serve her. On this edition of People You Should Know, we introduce you to Vicki Botsford Matthews, the Executive Director of Choices Women's Clinic in Central Florida. Vicki has been in the pro-life movement for over 35 years. She says reaching those who are considering abortion has become a significant investment of time and money compared to the 1980s. Today, it's required far more resources needed to do what we need to do to really, really reach abortion-minded 
uh, women and men that are out there. Uh, so it's it's radically changed. Vicki has been the executive director of Choices Women's Clinic for eight years, during which time the clinic has experienced significant growth. Vicki says that's because they've been intentional about staying relevant to the people they serve. First, to be relevant, there has to be a lot of flexibility to grow, to pivot, to change. Um, in this post-row world that we're living in, I think that will quadruple that changes the game. It's a game changer. Uh, we've been created for such a time as this. So I'm like, bring it on. Okay, we're ready for this. Vicki says flexibility and constantly being able to adjust messaging to the audience has been the key to staying relevant in the 2020s. Because they've been living in a culture that has been non-existent apart from Roe versus Wade, apart from abortion on demand through nine months of pregnancy. And it has become their right, their, it, it, it's unthinkable. And so, you know, regardless of what's happened to laws, like making abortion unthinkable, like we are just beginning to take baby steps in that. That's going to take a long time. So again, the shift of mentality of seeing an abortion-minded woman or man today is completely different because one, they've never lived in a world apart from that quote, right. One area where Choices Women's Clinic has really enhanced its focus is in outreach to men. Because it's not just a woman's issue. I That man is equally important in this equation. Uh, when we have just made this a women's issue, I think we shoot ourselves in the foot. Uh, they're very much a part of this. They're a part of the decision-making process. They're very influential in the decision-making process. And if that woman chooses to abort, although his rights have really been taken from him in that situation, he is still a man that was a father and nothing takes that away, just like nothing takes away the fact that that woman was a mother. In the end, Vicki says it's about being authentic with the women and men who come through the door and ensuring that no one is judged regardless of what choices they make. You know, we prove to those who come in here that what they're going to get is accurate information. Um, they are going to be treated kindly, they are going to be treated professionally, that they are not going to be judged or condemned, and that we're going to offer them all the resources that we have. And they respond favorably to that. My thanks to Jess Meath and Democrats for Life for joining us on Dear Jane. They've clearly got an uphill battle on their hands. It seems there are so many in their party who are dead set on having unlimited abortion nationwide, and they're willing to sacrifice any other issue to get there. It's their top priority. It's at least somewhat heartening to know that isn't the case for everyone in the Democratic Party. It is also encouraging to see a group of young pro-life Democrats rising up. Their voices need to be heard. If you are a pro-life Democrat, you need to speak up for life in your party. You are not alone, although I can understand why it feels that way. One way to do that is to not hold your nose and vote for pro-abortion candidates. It's time to send a message to the leaders of the Democratic Party that life is sacred and should be a priority to all Americans regardless of which side of the aisle they're on. Thank you for listening to Dear Jane. I'm Scott Baker. Don't forget to follow and tell your friends about Dear Jane. Dear Jane is a production of the Choose Life Coalition. You can find out more at ChooseLifeCoalition.org.